Now, in studio, your lending expert, family man, and servant leader, who's committed to honoring and empowering San Diego's servant leaders to rise up. Your host of Rise Up Radio, James Carmody. Happy Saturday, folks. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Rise Up Radio. I'm your host, James Carmody. Thank you so much for being with us. We are in our third year. This is episode 124, all because of you. Thank you so much for the Rise Up community. I mean, the love and the support is just overwhelming. We are having a blast, and we're sharing the good news. That's what this that's what this program is all about, is the good news. Who do you know that's making a difference in the community? Who do you know that's rising up? Who do you know that's supporting our kids, our fellow coworkers, our family, our neighbors? That's what Rise Up Radio is all about. We have two great guests in store for you today. Our first guest is amazing, a lover of the environment, which I am. I'm probably the most liberal hippie conservative you'll ever talk to. <laughs> so put that on your head. Yes. So in studio with me is a cancer research scientist, professional yoga instructor, certified health and epigenetic coach, certified senior care advisor, surfer, and chair of the Rise Above Plastics Committee for Surfrider Foundation. And this woman is on a mission to reverse the current trends of degenerative disease, lead families to health and happiness, and most importantly for me, rid the ocean of plastics. Lee, Taylor Lee, Canaziano, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, James. It's an honor to be here. Wow. So you have a huge game that you're playing in life, and I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I am up to a lot of things. People ask me if I sleep, and, and I do. I just don't watch TV. Good. Yeah, TV is not always a great use of time. No. Sometimes it's needed to just decompress, yeah. but mm, you don't want to watch too much TV. Right. Got it. But so here's the bottom line. You're playing a big game in life. You're concerned about families. You're concerned about the environment. I'm passionate about both. We didn't wake up this way. What's your background? You know, where, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? What's your been, what's been your professional path? Oh man. Well, it really started at the age of like 14. My sister gave me the book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And that started me on a whole train. I've heard of that book. I haven't read it yet. It's really good. They made a movie out of it. Okay. Um, and that started me on a train of health and nutrition and spirituality and understanding exercise and like the body and where does it work? Okay. Then my Todd, ad- have you read this book? Oh, but I need to. The yeah. Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Yeah. It was like the start. Okay. It just like opens you up. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, peaceful word. Check it out. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, so then my aunt was diagnosed with cancer, given six months to live. I lived with her for a summer, uh, during which I taught her a lot of what I was up to. She lived six years, first time in that process. I was six months to live, and then yeah, six six years. years. And so she's my source of inspiration. I know she's still with me today. Um, And her name was Aunt Phil. Love Aunt Phil. And that was gosh, twenty four years ago. And I've been down a path of multiple ways by which I'm. I'm on okay. this mission to reverse this. That's like, like particularly like, cancer, but that's really, really important. Like yeah. the thing is, like we we got to slow down a second because it's like everyone listening to this, producing this, including myself, has dealt with cancer yep. in some way, shape, or form. Yep. You know, for me, it was my dad. Um, we all have loved ones. It's so this one is really in two important. men on average, and one in three women. Yeah. It's it's a little startling. Yeah, and and so you put a flag in the ground and said. All right, I'm going to do something about this. Absolutely. And I'm really out to 
get that people don't have to just be next in line. Like there are things you can do. Yeah. There are um, actions you can take. Mm-hmm. And that's what had me, you know, research science doing um, this whole, you know, precision and personalized medicine. Um, now yeah. I'm currently working in a couple of labs doing immunotherapy with stage four cancer patients with Immunicom. We're working on a preventative genetic test panel for prostate cancer in men so wow. that you can actually get your, by your predisposition, by your genetic panel, if you will, um, you can say, okay, I should get tested every year, every three years, every wow. five years, seven. So you, so, so you grew up, you went to school, yep. got in your professional career, Yep. Aunt Phil gets ill, yep. other people around you get ill, Yep. and you're like, all right, I got to do something about this. And you read this book. Well, multiple books, right? <laughs> yeah. There's like, been like, a lot of like, books like, I'm looking for, like, what, what, what was the moment where you were like... I'm not doing this. I'm going to take a left here. Well, I mean, you know, because I've been behind the bench for yeah. many, most of my professional career mm-hmm. in the last year or two, and, and partly the leadership training that I've been doing has me getting out from behind the bench and into the world with people. Um, that's led me down the path of now doing online interview series. I now have a thriving community email list. Yeah. I do coaching one-on-one with people now. Uh, my intention- but what was the, like? But what was the time when you were like, you know, you're a young woman, you're kicking butt, maybe not certain about your direction. And you're like, eh, there's more to this. Oh, gosh. It was no longer about me. It was about her and helping other people. When did this happen for you? I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it would happen really young. So you were in high school. Yeah. Absolutely. And And this is your aunt and, you know, someone you were very close to. Yep. I got another kick in the butt with my mom in the last four years because um, that's what had me start my company called Raising Parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've been to the hospital probably a hundred times plus with her in the last four years. Oh my gosh. It's, it's gnarly. I've been in there a lot too. And it's like, you literally walk in and you like feel worse. Yeah. No matter how well you're doing. It's amazing because once you start having health issues, I mean, right, you have, nothing when you don't have your health. It's like everything else just goes away whenever you don't have your health. So um, it's really primary and foundational to everything functioning in life (laughs) effectively. So, um, you know, to my aunt and then my mom in the last four years, it's been wonderful kicks in the butts to cause me to be in action um, in all areas of my life, you know, understanding how I can get out of my way. Ask what kind of cancer aunt Phil had. She had ovarian cancer and it was malignant. And so it had spread all over her body. Wow. And, um, she, she really, you know, she struggled with it. It was, it was hard for her, you know, yeah. on and off, especially and over the years and into the end. You no. You know, say, hey, you know what? I'm going to get cancer at age 60. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and now with the trends too of Alzheimer's and heart disease and everything, I mean, Alzheimer's is on the rise. We're also living longer. Mm-hmm. So it brings in the conversation of quality over length of life and really yeah. like what yeah, yeah, what yeah. are you up to what game are you playing and right. and what you can you do now in your 30s 40s 50s 60s to really prepare yourself for a more effective life then yeah you know that that's what i'm really out to get underneath and how about mom what did, what was mom's challenge oh my goodness there's we could write books on that in fact i am writing a book on that <laughs> not specifically just her good. But, stay tuned folks <laughs> yes yeah the book's in development about 115 pages right now um okay. so it's it's happening um gosh everything from you know it's just a life of stress and anxiety my mom had a really tough time growing up mm-hmm. um and actually you know getting in the she's world from of, the midwest she's from new york brooklyn Oh, my whole man. family. We're full of Hardcore Italian. Girl. Last name, Ken is Eric. I need I hate, I, I'm from Boston. I get it. You know, the Red Sox <laughs> lose and people are miserable. It rains, people are awful. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's from Brooklyn, you know, sweet little girl from New York. And yeah. um, just, you know, traditional family that was challenged with, you know, he was a roofer. And, okay. um, you know, kind of an intense guy. And so never took care of herself. What Built a business. Uh, she had two magazines you know, million dollar publisher in wow. Dallas, Texas, actually. Wow. Um, so lots of stress and anxiety, never took care of herself, catches up with you, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it started with pain. It started with neck surgery. It's led to um, congenitive heart disease. She's had her carotid artery worked on twice in her neck, stent in the heart, um, pacemaker. Um, we're looking at another fusion of her neck um, upcoming. We are just wow. at the office yesterday. Um, you know, herniated discs, arthritis, uh, you know, just overall lots of pain and lots of um, challenges, you know, and, and really at the core of it is a lot of times inflammation in the body. And over time, things start to really break down. It's like you have a house. You. Yeah, you have a house and like a brick falls out. You don't pay attention. Right. Another brick falls out yep. and eventually the house is crumbling. So that's what we've been going through with my mom. Yeah. Um, and so a huge source of inspiration all the more to kick me into the world and to really get people knowledgeable. The fact that like, yeah, you have your genetics and you mm -hmm. have um, you know potential predispositions, but you actually can take control of your health. And, you know, if you look at, um, you know, think about your genes and then think about like the world of epigenetics as you know, okay, so a lay person like myself. Yeah, so like you have a cookbook. Smart, like okay. a couple you got, you got a cookbook. Epigenetics. Okay, so you got a cookbook. The cookbook is your genes. Okay. And then the ingredients are your markers, if you will. They're okay. your epigenetics that yep. actually like cause whatever to be cooked, meaning your proteins or the expression of got whatever it. it is, right? And so you actually have the ability to change those markers, to turn off and to turn on genes effectively really? by your diet, by your environment, by even your moods. I mean, there's been studies that even show like when parents ignore their children, like their genes for managing stress are turned off. And so they're not as effective at managing stress. Yeah. So it, it, there is power. We have the power. So if so you, you know, can change these yeah, markers over time, you really can like okay, a, there's good news of a, for us. of a DNA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and they do say, you know, obviously trends from like familial, like my mom had a really stressed out life. And so therefore for yeah. me, I might have a predisposition to heart disease, but that doesn't that, mean it's you know, true. Like, like those past generations, Yeah. you know, it's like, okay, you grew up and you were a kid of the depression. Yeah. Or you were a kid after World War II. It was a different philosophy then in a way of being a lot more intense, a lot more stressful, you know, and here we are, it's 2018. Okay. We have different struggles and challenges, but we have a lot more knowledge. We have a lot more information. Mm -hmm. Well, then there's a huge way that you're pointing to is like the, the baby boomer generation and everything. Like we had, um, you know, a mindset of the doctor will fix it. This pill will fix it. Somebody outside of myself will fix it. Yes. And so it's really shifting that mentality of mm -hmm. our, of our parents. A lot of times the seniors that are getting older, I mean, it's 10,000 people every day turning 65 for the next 19 years. So we have a huge aging population and a huge throttle on the progression of degenerative disease. If we mm. don't change something. Wow. Okay. So yeah, folks, I mean, think about this, right? Like you're, you're either in that group where you're aging and you're getting older and you're, you're starting to feel a little bit of wear and tear on your body, or you are the child or the grandchild of said person, right? Yeah. The good news is, according to Taylor is, we can actually, we can change that. We can impact that. And in past generations, decades, that hasn't always been the case. And I, and I agree with you. It's like, okay, you know, for me, like my whole family, mom, dad, my brother, even a couple of my cousins, aunts and uncles, we all went to the same doc. The guy retired two years ago. I mean, we were the same guy for like 20 plus years. And now he's retired. And it was like, what he said was like, God, 
And not saying that's a bad thing, but it was one source of information. There was one flow of information and we just took it at face value and we acted upon such things. Absolutely. Here's the good news, folks. So if you're listening to this, what Taylor's saying is there is a different way. Okay. Unfortunately, I know timing's tough. We got to take a short break. Stick around. We're actually going to be right back. We got a lot to talk about. You listen to Rise Up Radio. We'll be back in a few. AM 1170, The Answer. This is Andrea Kay on behalf of Move America Forward. With July 4th, we celebrate our freedoms and pause to honor those who have served and are serving in our military. And when we send our thanks with a care package full of goodies, cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and personal care items, you get to send a personal note of thanks and encouragement to that soldier in Afghanistan, Iraq, North Korea, or even Africa who's risking it all right now. This is a powerful way to celebrate July 4th and show our gratitude. And right now, I'd like to challenge any special listener to donate $500 or more to send care packages to our troops for Independence Day. As a thank you, you can hang out with me live in studio during the Andrea K Show. Call now, 8557-TROOPS. 8557-TROOPS, that's 8557-TROOPS. Also, while supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House with locations in La Jolla and downtown San Diego. Call 8557-TROOPS or give online at am1170theanswer.com. Whether you explore your national forests and grasslands by car, motorcycle, four-wheel drive, or by an all-terrain vehicle, please remember that all-terrain travel doesn't mean all-terrain. Forest Service land managers have recently created detailed maps to show off-highway vehicle enthusiasts and others where they may legally operate motor vehicles. Remember to travel only on routes designated as open to motor vehicles, as shown on motor vehicle use maps available at Forest Service offices or by visiting respectedaccess.org. Click on the Motor Vehicle Maps link located on the home page. Follow these motor vehicle use maps to help keep national forests and grasslands in a healthy condition and to maintain public access to these beautiful backcountry landscapes. This message is brought to you by the nonprofit organization Tread Lightly, the USDA Forest Service, and this station, who remind you that respected access is open access. AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Rise Up Radio. I'm your host, James Carmody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are the Good News Show. We are empowering San Diego servant leaders to rise up. We're supporting and loving one another. And I can't think of a better person to actually do that. And she's passionate about both things. This person is is serving our older generation, is also serving the environment. Two things that I'm very passionate about. Taylor, welcome back to the show. Thank you, James. (laughs) You are an incredible person. We talked in the first segment, we talked about, you know, in the, in the first segment of the show, how we can support our older adults. And the main takeaway that I took was that our DNA and our markers don't justify who we are and what we become. Absolutely. And we can impact that. And the bottom line, folks, is you got to move it. You don't move it, you lose it. You got to drink a ton of water and take it easy on the carbs and the sugar. It's simple. Easier said than done. 
Well, and work with potentially a coach like myself that will actually, yeah. you know, look at your biomarkers. I mean, I, I do an 80 page report with people. We Whoa. look at a couple hundred of your biomarkers. We track them over time. Um, we actually can give you feedback on what's working, what's not working and tweak it. So yeah. find somebody that you work with to cause that. So you really know what's going on. So you're not just blindly taking supplements that you may actually may not need. Right. So you're Is actually it bad being, that my dog and I both take the same fish oil. I mean, no, yeah, that's a probably well-fed dog. He's a well-fed dog. You know, Todd may have an input on this, but we literally take the same fish oil. And uh, supposed to be, it's good. It's, it's you know, it's highly rated. No, I mean, I think it's great. You love, I love your love for your animal. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, I take a multivitamin too. Supposedly those things don't digest, but like once every like seven days. So who knows? Hopefully we're doing things well. You know, all, all action is good action and it's cumulative as well. So again, find what works, be your own resident scientist, you know? How can people find out about you when it comes to coaching? Like if they don't like, hey, you know what? I want I want Taylor to come talk to my mom. I want Taylor to talk to me. Like, where do we go? Yeah, so also I'm doing my next online interview series, which will release in August. So you can register for that upcoming show at thesmartcaregivershow.com. Got Just put your name and your email address in there and you'll get access to me functionally by my email list. I send about two emails a week, nothing crazy. Um, but that's a 21 expert online interview series. The Smart Aging Show is next, how to turn good intention into action. So so um, stay tuned for that. Um, but go ahead and register yourself by putting your name and your email address in there. Um, you'll become part of my community that way. Love it. Um, All right, folks. TheSmartCaregiver.com. 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 Show.com. Yeah. TheSmartCaregiver.com. Right. So write that down or yep. put that in your phone. TheSmartCaregiver.com. Dot com. And then you can look up with Taylor. You can get all her information. Yeah. And then every time you reply to any email I send, you get me directly. So. Okay. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah. So support at the smartcaregiversshow.com if you want to email me directly. Um, but you can reply okay. to any email that I ever send you and get me directly. And I love hearing from you. I love your feedback. I Absolutely. love anything because that's how it continues to grow. Wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, in the, in the Rise Up community is the best. They're incredible. Let's pivot though. Talk about the environment. Yeah. We got, God, like, I coin myself like, like the hippie conservative. The environment, we need to start taking different actions. The planet's not going the way it needs to go. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole plastics, so I'm the chair of the Rise Above Plastics Committee for yeah. Surfrider San Diego Foundation. Okay. And um, inside of that, we have our Ocean Friendly Restaurants Program. We have a Hold On To Your Butts Program. We do policy work. And then we do, you know, this top-down, bottom-up conversation, try moving policy from the top, and then the community, the people, educating them from the bottom such that okay. you're closing that gap to save the environment, get plastic out of the ocean. I mean, if we find out that plastics get into nanoparticles, I mean, we're in really big trouble. So I don't even know what nanoparticles are. Right, it's just like the smallest of smallest. So we get that like plastics degrade, photodegrade into particles. And they actually just, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of that race. But they were actually um, testing the water from all around the world. And they found plastic everywhere. Like everywhere. They so, found a plastic bag in the deepest crevice of the earth. Like it's an invasive problem that's really loud. And it should be in everyone's face. What is face. this like plastic island? I oh, yeah. Oh, the gyres. There's five gyres. Gyres. No, gyres. G. G-Y-R-E-S. Right, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, okay. um, it's a really big deal. Like, it's bigger than the size of Texas, you guys. Yeah. The, the largest one. Oh. Yeah. Floating. And that's just what's floating. So there's also the plastic that has, you know, it's like in, a floating underneath. state. Yeah. In, my guess, is probably the Pacific or the yeah, Indian Ocean. Yeah, it's actually between us and Hawaii. So, oh. yeah, it's really great. 
Wow, folks. So, uh, yeah, that just hits you upside the head. What we're talking about here is the environment. So what you throw out, you don't recycle. That little candy wrapper you leave in the office counter, you know, throwing out the plastic bottle in the trash can versus putting the recycle bin. Yeah. Like those so little really, things that add up. It really is, you know, the R's, right? So it's yeah. reduce, reuse, recycle. There's some variations of that. But functionally, the more you can not use single-use anything, the better. Right? Repeat so that, please. I, yeah, the more you can re- reduce your single use anything, like don't use something that's a single use. So like I carry around my water jar. I have a yeah, so she has a, like a great looking mason jar. It's pristine. Yeah. And I'm guessing she uses that every day to keep her water in. I do. And then I have my tea mug and then I have my, my I have a metal straw. I have a bamboo straw. I have, um, I also have utensils in my car. I carry around my to-go container. Like just, you just kind of get in the habit of bringing stuff with you and then you never have to do any to-go anything. You this just is important. So that. folks, here, like, here's the thing. We're, we're, I know we're talking super fast. We're talking about behavioral change, which isn't necessarily easy, but it's time that we get responsible at an individual level, meaning like mm. I, me, you, right? So- Okay. So what are you doing to be responsible to stop using things that are only one use, reduce, reuse, recycle? You just heard Taylor talk about using, she's got a mason jar with her water in it. She keeps it with her. She's got one mug that she keeps her tea or coffee in. She's also got utensils in her car that she reuses. Yeah. What else? All right. So talking about like we launched the plastic straws suck campaign in February. And as the chair of the committee, I've never seen something take off like hotcakes okay. this way. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the gateway drug to plastic awareness, if you will. So start with your straws. Everyone loves the straw conversation to that effect. We hold big events. I just feel terrible because I can literally think of like four different kinds of straws that I have in my kitchen. Okay. <laughs> 500 million straws are used every day in the United States alone. That's enough to wrap the earth two and a half to three times in a single day's use on United States. Oh. Yeah. And they're not recyclable and they're not recycled. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> just simple conversation. You know, one thing. Plastic We're just straws. Wrapping we the- should probably <laughs> do away with those. If you're a straw person, maybe you should go non-straw. So to that effect, the city of San Diego is positioned to ban styrofoam and in- induce a straws upon request ordinance with utensils that are plastic by request okay. only. Um, and the rules committee is meeting on July 11th to talk about that such that it moves into the agenda of the city council of San Diego in September. So that September meeting is going to be very important to get as many community members and San Diego residents to that meeting to ban styrofoam and to move forward with a straws upon request ordinance. Now this is happening all across San Diego city yeah. counties, you know, Del Mar is looking at it. Um, Solana beach and Sanitas just recently banned styrofoam um, and is working on their straws upon sure. request. Um, Oceanside and okay. to support the people in Oceanside right now I just spoke at their city council meeting awesome. on um, July 27th we are having a big event um, so it's a Friday night 7 to 9 at uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Um, at the okay. Hill Street Country Club like 150 people it's gonna sell out like the straws the movie 32 minute documentary music beer food sushi July 27th um, July 27th so okay. Oceanside that's gonna be a super fun community event we do smaller ones on July 15th, Kids Stop Plastic Pollution Day. And you guys can check all of our events with Surfrider Foundation on yeah. the Surfrider Facebook page. So Which just is? like it. Um, I think it's forward slash Surfrider SD. I'm not sure. You can, you so, just Google. so just go on Facebook yeah. and look up Surfrider Foundation. Exactly. San Diego. Cool. Um, and their events. We post all our events. We make flyers. Um, so we do all kinds. Of, I not even plastic do, flyers. No. 
Yeah. Paper. I know. It would be even better if it was bamboo. But yeah. So um, I even do straw suck bar crawls around town. Our next one is in Imperial Beach um, on the July 21st. Um, So there's all kinds of ways you can have fun with us. There's ways in which you can actually register restaurants as ocean friendly yourself um, because that's again. Really? Yeah. The city council. So I'm a business owner. I own a bar in Ocean Beach. Yep. I can register myself as ocean friendly based on whether or not you meet seven out of the 10 criteria. So we have a whole program. What are your criteria? So there's four primary. Um, It's like styrofoam ban, you know, not styrofoam, no styrofoam. Um, So no styrofoam, everything in house has to be reusable, um, no plastic bags, and you must recycle. Um, And then three others might be like doing straws upon request, offering 10% discount if you bring your own mugs. Um, and it gets into all the others. You can even become a platinum level if you actually meet like all 10 and are doing energy efficiency as well as like um, water reduction. La Jolla Wines is one and the Red House Store Kitchen, I think, I'm, I, think I said that correctly, um, are two. So there's really only two restaurants um, in San Diego that are um, platinum level uh, restaurants. So it's a great program. Started here right in San Diego. We have about Love 130 it. restaurants registered. It just went national November 2017, um, and is a great way to so make an impact. Awesome. I, I I love it. I'm like right there with you. I feel like I'm getting like schooled. Yeah. <laughs> schooled in this conversation. So I'm listening to this program right now. I'm a homeowner. I'm a runner. Like, what are a couple things that like I need to do to make a difference? Just literally start somewhere with one item, even if it's your okay. water bottle, re- have a reusable one that you use and that Got you it. love. Got it. So like a reusable, whether it's yeah. Nalgene, it's yeah. blah, 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 but Just, reusable water bottle. Exactly. Okay. And then re- refuse. Like if somebody- yeah, so like if somebody like offers you a plastic bottle of water because you they want to offer you water, just say no, thank you, because you know you can go someplace soon and get your own bottle or like glass at an actual restaurant or store. Got it. So refuse like additional containers, water bottles, things. Like yeah, that. you just don't need Use it. Your own. Got when, it. You, okay. when you go when you sit down at Third. a restaurant, just say I'm a plastic straw free table, no plastic straws, please. Got it. Yeah, okay. but you have to hit it kind of fast because sometimes before you sit right, down, I'm a server, there's the water <laughs> with the straw and you're like, ah! Okay, what else? <laughs> what was number three? Um, what's number three? Gosh. Um, well, tell your friends. Enroll everyone around you. Talk Boom. to the waitresses and the wait staff wherever you go. You'll be okay. surprised. People just want to do this, especially these days. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. Like You'll find yourself being embarrassed if you don't have your reusable whatever. So uh, it, it's interesting how fast okay. it spreads. The Rise Up community is in. So folks, reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. You've been listening to Tara Lee Canazzaro. And you want to follow her at thesmartcaregiversshow.com, thesmartcaregiversshow.com. Please go check her out, and we'll be getting out all her information. We're Rise Up Radio. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few. AM 1170, The Answer. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting this stew and telling me what you think? Mmm, 
Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. This is Larry Marino on behalf of Move America Forward with an urgent call to support our troops who are serving overseas who won't be home for 4th of July Independence Day. They've answered our nation's call. Won't you? Send them a message of support. Let them know that they're not forgotten. Care packs are ready to go right now, full of premium cookies and coffee, Gatorade, personal care items and more. But we can't send any without your help. And sadly, our phones are way too quiet. We know you care about our troops. We're asking you to call right now. Call 855-787-6677. That's 855-7-TROOPS or give online at am1170theanswer.com. Each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate from Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations in La Jolla and San Diego. Call 855-787-6677, 855-7-TROOPS, or online at am1170theanswer.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Rise Up Radio. I'm your host, James Carmody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are in year three, episode 124, all because we are rising up as servant leaders. We are loving on our brothers and sisters and take care of each other. And I have another great guest in studio for you. I have a pastor with me, Sean Baldwin. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I'm just so thankful to be able to be here right now with you. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You know, one, one thing that I want to know and I know our, our community wants to know is, you know, how do people get to where they are? Like, we don't just wake up and like, oh, we're this pastor. We're making a difference. You know, Sean, where, where did you grow up and what's your path been like? Well, you know, first of all, I, I believe that God changes people and it all it comes from God. You know, I, with that? I grew up out here in San Diego, uh, kind of a rough past, if you will. Sure. Uh, my mom, she was you know, addicted to drugs, and I kind of went back and forth, was even in different group homes, and uh-huh. kind of started off in the wrong path, hanging around with the wrong people, went through a lot of abandonment issues, uh, depression. Where did you grow up in San Diego? Uh, anywhere from City Heights, North Park, to East County, Southeast San Diego, downtown. I moved around a lot. You know, when you're in the Understand. group home system, too, you move yeah. around, and you get shipped around, and, and so I kind of went back and forth. Yep. Um and just kind of went through a lot of stuff and then, you know, went to a life of crime. I, I sold drugs most of my life. Understand. Um, did drugs, got caught up in that whole scene. And, and what happens when you do that stuff is you have to pay the consequences for that. You got to pay the piper. And so I ended up, uh, was a six-time felon. Did okay. eight years in county, state, and federal prisons. That's not including uh, rehabilitation centers or group homes or anything like that. And then getting out of the last time I got out of prison which was only four and a half years ago. I mean, this okay. is a miracle in, in the making. But four and a half years ago, I got out of prison and I started going to a, a church and, and I asked God, I said, hey, you got to show me this is real. If you show me this is real, I'm going to yep. follow you. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. And uh, he kind of rocked my world. What was your faith like leading up to that? Non-existent? It was non-existent. I mean, I, I, I okay. read some of the Bible uh, when I was in prison this last time. So let me take you back just a little Please. bit. In 2003, I was doing a year in county jail, and I remember okay. praying. I said, God, please let this be my last time getting locked up. 
And I heard a no. I mean, it was very clear. I heard a no. So I said, ah, let me try this again. So just like a kid, I went right back and tried again, and I heard another no. So I said, you know what? Forget all this prayer stuff. It doesn't work. I'm not even going to try. And I laid back on my bunk, and I'm, I'm staring at the ceiling. I'm kind of like daydreaming. But anyways, these calendar years started coming up to my head, and I started thinking to myself, like, oh, no, that, that, I don't want to do all that time. Well, each one of those years I remember, and I got tattooed on me because every one of those years I did, and no other years but those years did I do. And then I saw myself, just like you're daydreaming, I saw myself preaching behind a pulpit, and I heard, you're going to be a pastor and you're going to serve me. I literally laughed out loud. I was like, yeah, right, not me. You and heard then, that? Yes, and then I saw 33. And it's like daydreaming. And you had been praying for a long time. No, I just just prayed. I wasn't even fully believing in God. I didn't okay. even really... I didn't even know if Jesus was God. It was just like I heard about this God thing, so I'm gonna reach out to you if you're there, if you're not, right? And I got Whatever, to I'm gonna keep doing my own thing, right? I saw saw 33, so I I I, I kind of just forgot about it. I moved to Vegas for five years. Vegas is really fast. I thought I was Scarface. I, I started doing every type of legal activity and being part of things that you wouldn't even think of. Then I started going in and out of prison, and most of my charges were either selling drugs or possession of firearms. Uh, and then I got out in 2013. It was the very okay. end. Got released December 24th, 2013. It was Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Merry Christmas. And Free so I, I got out and I, I went to church. I, on the 29th, I said, okay, God, I, you know what? It's weird how all those years happened. I did every last those years, but those years. But there's no way you're going to totally change my life and have me going to serve you and going into ministry. I said, but you know what? I'm going to show up to church tomorrow. You got to show me something. You got to show me something. Yes, I, but so okay, so so I'm listening to this. You didn't decide to go to church when you got out of jail. Now, At what point, you know, in jail were you like, hmm, I'm gonna read the Bible some more, or I'm gonna pray? Was there anyone that influenced you, or was there an no, activity that happened? I was sitting in my cell, and they gave me my release date, and okay. I saw I was gonna be 33. Really? And then I looked at 2033. No, 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 no. I was going to be 33 years old. Oh, wow. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. And then I remembered that day yeah. that I was in jail. I remember that day that I was in jail. And then I linked up all the calendar years, and, and I looked, all, oh, I did all those years. And no yeah. years but those years. Right. I was like, oh, this is a coincidence. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, there's no way when I'm 33, get out. Am I supposed to be a pastor or something, going to ministry? No, no. But you know what? Let me start reading the Bible. Because I had a lot of questions. You have Jehovah's Witness. You have the Muslims. You have the Mormons. You have all these different faith groups saying different things of who Jesus right. was. And, and so I had what to find out for myself. What was that experience like in jail? You know, oh, was, was, was there different faith groups or were there other guys yeah. you could talk but to? It's totally different. No, for me, I, no, there wasn't people that I could talk to. Okay. Because as far as inmates concerned, when you're in, yes. it's a totally environment. It's sure. a totally different right. world. Like, what, what's it like? It, it, it's, oh, man, it's crazy. It's six o'clock in the morning, like Lompoc. Let me tell you about Lompoc. Six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock, the doors clink open. Okay, they come open, they clink, clink, clink. You have to be up, ready, with your shoes on, with your coffee, teeth brushed, everything, and ready to go. Coffee, just you case, can make coffee in your own room? Yes, just in case okay. something happens. Because things pop off and, and things happen. People do get stabbed. There's fightings, there's riots. It's sure. a totally different demeanor. It's really about respect and, and being polite and, and watching you know, what you're doing. And, and so that world... You know, you care about what people think about you. And everything you do is watched. So you don't want to just, you know, people used to make fun of people in faith. 
uh-huh. and, and, and call them Bible thumpers. Understood. So I didn't want anybody to know. So when we were locked down in the cell and nobody, that's when yep. I was reading. Right, right, and, right. And we had this awesome chaplain, okay? I, you remember Cheech and Chong? Oh, yeah. Okay, so he looked just like him. He looked just like uh, Chong and he talked like him, but he was like this super Jesus freak. I loved him. He just got in the word. He was like, from Calvary and... and he would just break it down. I had so many questions for him, and he would answer it, and I started getting the word. I'm drinking coffee. I'm reading the word, and I loved it. The problem was I just wanted knowledge. You just wanted knowledge. I didn't want to apply it in my life. I loved the way my life was. Well, actually, I didn't like the way my life was, right. but I, I liked doing my own thing. It was comfortable. It was comfortable. Right? And, and so, you know, when I got out, I knew the Bible, uh-huh. but I didn't live it. And Got so it. I wouldn't even. This whole it was like God something thing, to know and yeah. like talk about, but not right. apply it or be it. Yes, and this whole God thing was was great. I just had I had he had to show me. I, I and you're not supposed to test God, but I did. So I went that day and I said, "Okay, God, you got to show me something." So I I went to the church. I sat in the very front row. I I I, I start, we started worshiping. And I said, "You know what? I got nothing to lose. Let's try this." So I literally, I just got on my knees. I threw my hands up and surrender. And I said, okay, God, I'm here. If you want me to serve you, I'll serve you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. But you got to show me something. You got to show me that this is real. I said, put your Holy Spirit in me right now. And I can't explain it, but I was overwhelmed. And I started crying like a baby when you got the snot coming out and everything. And I didn't want anybody to see me crying because I just got out of prison. So I was still like this, you know, I had my, my You're reputation. You're tough yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, keep it all in. <laughs> I thought I was. Anyway, so I, I, I went out to the lobby and they had these gray couches. And all of a sudden, I went through hot and cold sweats for 30 minutes straight. And I'm not exaggerating off time, you know, but I was freaked out because, you know, I wasn't doing any drugs. I was getting drug tested and I wasn't sick before I came to church or when I drinking. left church. I wasn't drinking that. And, and it just, I, I went, literally went through hot and cold sweats where I was so cold, but sweat was dripping down onto the floor. And all the pastors and the security guards are coming up to me. Are you okay? Do you need an ambulance? You want to go to the hospital? And I was like, I'm cold. I'm cold. And then one of the safety guards came up to me and said, that's the Holy Spirit. And they clicked in. God mm. had literally 13 days to come up with a 10-year promise, and he did it. And ever since that day, he rocked my world. And, and I can't explain it, but ever since then, I had Wait, this what? fire inside me. 13 to, days to come up with a 10-year promise. What does that days. mean? Well, 13, okay, so when I saw myself preaching, you're going to be a pastor, you're going to serve me, I saw 33. Okay. I had 13 yeah, you're days be to my 33 years old. fourth birthday. Wow. It was about to be over. I just got out of prison. I had 13 days left to my 34th birthday. I said, okay, God. I, it's coincidence all these years happen, but there's no way in 13 days you're going to change my life and have me solely following you because I've been living this life for so long and sure. I try to change. It never worked. God rocked my world that day. And after that day, I just I, I just felt this overflowing sensation. I had to tell people about Jesus. It was this fire. I mean, I don't care if I'm in the taco shop, the gas station. I just wanted to tell people and, and evangelize to them. And I wanted to serve more. I wanted to get involved in, in, in the community and so I started doing that and then, you know, went through, you know, prison ministry and, and, and I had, you know, I got this, one of my, he's like my spiritual dad, Ricky Page. Um, he's kind of, he just got promoted. He's at the Rock Church. Okay. He kind of, he oversees all the campus pastors. He taught me how to be a Christian man, how to be a husband, how to be a pastor, how to write my first sermon, everything. Like this man really took me under his wing along with some other amazing mentors and really just poured into me. And, and I stopped arguing to what they wanted me to do once I started seeing how radically my life was changing. I mean, things were going so fast. Doors started opening up and, and just constantly started changing. The accountability and mentorship really just 
really blessed me. And, and next thing you know, two and a half years later, me and my wife are planning a church. And, and, and wow. we, we planted a church called Amazing Grace. That's when the foundation for the Hope Toy Drive came. That church ended up merging with a church called Meridian Baptist Church in El Cajon. And we were there for a while. Some exciting things happened, some, some big outreaches. People were getting saved. We're having these awesome things going on. And God was just really working. And the whole time, he's molding me and changing me. And every year, I'm way different than I was the year before. And God was just working in me. And he's still working in me. And then all of a sudden, God blessed us with the opportunity to be a part of the team at New Vision Christian Fellowship. And, and, and ever since then, it's been so amazing. And, and God has blessed Pastor Pete Contreras, our lead pastor, my pastor, uh, he took me under his wing. He was already one of my mentors, and he has a heart for serving the community and er, urban missions. And it just, it's just been amazing and a blessing to be a part of this. Wow. Like, wow, to say the least. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm super blown away, Sean. Like, all right, you, you, your life was going one way. Yeah. Right. And you were doing things that weren't in alignment with what and who God made you to be. Right. And, you know, thank God that you had the insight to say, all right, hmm, I'm having these thoughts. I'm having kind of these nudges. Maybe there's more to this thing, right? Yeah. You get out Christmas Eve Christmas. 2013, right? You get out of jail for your eighth time? Well, it's eight years total. Time? I don't know how many times oh. I've been to jail, but Multiple yeah. times. Prisons, Multiple, yeah, it was, Multiple it was, times. And you say, my life's not going this way anymore. Right. I'm not okay with this. Right. I'm going to put my hands up, my palms up, and I'm going to surrender to God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit yeah. and say, we got a different way to do life. Yes, yes. And you know, sometimes God's got to do something that there's no other way that you can explain sure. it. Sure. But God. Sometimes and, he hits you upside the head with a sledgehammer. It rocks your world. And, right. and that, that's what he did. And, and it just, it's just been amazing. This whole journey has been amazing. And, and the doors he's opened and a blessing and the, and the people, lives are getting changed. And, and that's what it's all about. Fantastic. Folks. Gosh, I wish we could keep going. We got to take a short break. You're listening to Rise Up Radio. You're listening to Sean Bodwin, Pastor Sean. Stick around. We'll be back in a few. This is Andrea Kay on behalf of Move America Forward. With July 4th, we celebrate our freedoms and pause to honor those who have served and are serving in our military. And when we send our thanks with a care package full of goodies, cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and personal care items, you get to send a personal note of thanks and encouragement to that soldier in Afghanistan, Iraq, North Korea, or even Africa who's risking it all right now. This is a powerful way to celebrate July 4th and show our gratitude. And right now, I'd like to challenge any special listener to donate $500 or more to send care packages to our troops for Independence Day. As a thank you, you can hang out with me live in studio during the Andrea K Show. Call now, 8557-TROOPS. 8557-TROOPS, that's 8557-TROOPS. Also, while supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House with locations in La Jolla and downtown San Diego. Call 8557-TROOPS or give online at am1170theanswer.com. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. 
even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back, folks. I'm your host, James Carmody. You are listening to Rise Up Radio. We are in our third year. This is episode 124, and we are continuing to rise up and love on one another and serve each other. I have a great servant leader in studio with me. This is Pastor Sean Bodwin. Sean, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you so much again for having me. Uh, Sean, we talked about you know we talked about your your path, yes, in the story, you know, and you had a little bit of a checkered path, and then you know now you're a pastor, mm-hmm. right? You're involved in New Vision. You have a lot of things going on. You know, share with our audience, you know, what's going on with New Vision and what's next. It's a whole, it's a it's a lot of exciting stuff going on right now. Uh, New Vision is actually going to go multi-site. And where and, is New Vision? Like for those people that don't aren't so, familiar with New Vision okay. Church, New Vision right now is at four three five three Park Boulevard. We're in University Heights. We're expanding. We just bought a property in Canso. We're looking at another one on Federal. Canto. Yeah, Canto. It's on sixty fifth in Brooklyn, right next to the Canto Rec Center. Okay. We're going to rehab it this year and open up next year. We're also looking at Lemon Grove. Uh, Linda Vista by Fairmont, uh, uh, um, excuse me, Federal and Euclid. Uh, we're looking at uh, Logan Heights, City Heights, and North Park. We're trying to multi-site. We're going out there. We we're doing some some big things. One of the things that we do, like for I know sometimes, you know, we see people that are struggling and, and it's hard for families. Sometimes people lose jobs or whatever, and to provide food. And so we have resources like food ministry and other resources that we want to provide for every site. One of them is our food distribution. Okay, listen up. Every single Friday at 4.30, we give out free groceries to 300 to 600 families every wow. single Friday. And wow. it's not just a box. It's Where? It's much to carry. Right on site at the church. You come there at 4.30. And University you're gonna be out by 5.30. Yes, you're going to leave as many groceries What's as you can carry. 4353 Park Boulevard. 4353 yes. Park Boulevard, folks. Write that down. Share it. Amen. We're going to be bringing that to every site. We're also starting vocational training. We took over a homeless teen shelter called the Hope House. So if you know kids who teenagers that uh, don't have a place to stay or are homeless, we can provide shelter and resources for them. Also, we got a couple awesome projects coming up. Uh, one thing that we got is our community cleanup. Okay, so this is going to be amazing. The city of San Diego, the mayor's office, Kevin Faulkner's office, they partnered up with us. Darnisha Hunter, she's amazing. She She's helping put this together. We got President Council Myrtle Cole is going to be down there. We got the San Diego Police Department is going to be down there. We have the Jacob Center is going to be down there. Yamick's going to be down there. We have the Family Health Center is going to be down there. We're going to have uh, San Diego Rescue Mission. We're going to have Ur- Second Mile Urban Ministries, Hope House. All of us, we're all coming together to do something awesome in the community. We're going to have about 200 people out there serving out in yellow shirts. We're going on Market Street. We're going to go from Market Street from Euclid to 805, meet up at the Family Health Center on 47th and Market. It's going to be free coffee, free donuts. Come on out. We love your support. It's going to be amazing just to do something awesome for the community. Love we- it. What's the date and time? 
July 7th, 9 a.m. July, July 7th. 7th. All right, so that's going to say, so what, next Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, Shoo. 4725 Market Street. It's at the Family Health Center. You said 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. 9 a.m., July 7th, 9 a.m., July 7th, yeah. 9 a.m. Folks, put that in your calendar. Yes, we We're also, we also uh, at Family Health Center, Southeast San Diego on Market Street, 47th and Market, 4725. 47th and Market, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, we also got some things. If you want to get involved, we're going to be doing some school beautifications. Uh, we... Have you guys ever heard of Urban Youth Collaborative? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Love those guys. Yes, yes. That's part of us. Uh, Dr. Nate Landis is amazing. He's our pastor of schools. Yep. He is it just it's just awesome what he's doing through the youth. Also, August 25th, write this down. August 25th, we have our SD Community Fest. It's going to be awesome. Live music, games, prizes. We're going to give out food, free haircuts, face painting. We're going to do the mall. I mean, it's going to be a car show. We got the police department coming down. We got live acts coming down. It's, it's an amazing event for the whole community to be able to come together to bless the community and show love of Jesus Christ. So we want you to come on that. It's from 12 to 5, August 25th. That's also a Saturday. And it's going to be at North Park Recreation Center where the big water tower is. There is four, um, 4044 Idaho Street. 4044 Idaho Street. Yes, yes. Okay, 4044 Idaho Street. That's in North Park, August yes. 25th. August 25th. It, it's so much stuff there. It's getting, you know, what, what do people know? Like, is this one of those things like, let's just show up and serve? But I just want people to come and enjoy themselves. Okay. okay. But, uh, um, for the, yes, for the community outreach, we're serving. For the, the, you know, the festival, I just want people to come out and enjoy themselves, bring their families, the schools in the area. They're all coming. I mean, it's going to be over 1,000 people. Just having, enjoying themselves and having fun. And, and just like big fair, carnival style. Just really? show love of Jesus and how church can be fun. And yes. that's just this place that people might have unfortunate stereotypes of Sunday and just stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. No, like it's doing life together. That's what it's all about. Doing life together. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. All right. So but so that's August 25th. Yes. On the 7th, though. Yes. That's the opportunity a week from today. You can come, right? I mean, yes. And that we really want to get, you know, we're trying to get 200 people out there. I just think it's so awesome. When people in the community drive by and they see like 200 people out there with yellow shirts serving, they're like, what is going on over here? And what I'm hoping is that it can make them want to be a part of it. You know, one of the things as an outreach pastor, what I love is when we meet people at outreaches because you don't know who, what the conversation is going to be. You don't know who you're going to meet. And then the next outreach, the people that you met are now serving and they're huh. serving God. And that's just awesome. I love that. So what does that, you know, when, when you say outreach pastor, mm-hmm. What does that mean? Outreach pastor. I am. So I'm going to oversee all the outreaches for the church, but this is my definition of outreach. Please. Outreach is to reach out to bring back in. Okay. 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 So I, I love blessing people. Don't get me wrong. I love blessing people, but as soon as that food or or whatever goes bad or they eat it, what's going to happen? They're going to get hungry. Right. But if I can bring them in to a church yeah. that has a, a family atmosphere and they get connected and have a, a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, it's not like the food's going to go hungry. Their whole life is going to change. Things are getting mm-hmm. better. Their family's going to change. The people around them are going to change. So we reach out. We plant seeds. We show love to Jesus Christ. We encourage them to want the same fruit. We make, uh-huh. you know, because this is an example. Uh, there's, Greg Laurie said two things. The reason why people don't go to church is one, they met a Christian or one, they never have met a Christian. Sometimes they can see a ah. Christian and, and they're like, I don't want to eat part of that. What's right. the difference between their marriage and mine? They're arguing every day. They're cussing at each other. They're doing this. Oh, they're, they're doing, oh no, I don't want no part of that. But if they see some say, you know what? 
wow, that is something that I want my life like that. I wish mm. I had that love. I wish I had that joy. I wish I had that peace. Well, then they want a part of it. Then they come part of it. They see it. They get connected. They have people, accountability, and mentors. Same thing that happened to me that will come alongside them and do life with them. Life changes. Then their mm. life changes. Their family life changes. That's where it starts. Then the people at their job and schools and, and, and people say there's something different about that person. Wow. Just God working through them. Wow. What? A, give, me one, give me an example. Okay. You know, a guy you met. And you introduce back and encourage them in their faith. Amen. And what happened? Wow, there's so many of them. Uh, so I'll give you an example of one I just talked to yesterday. Okay. Uh, is this couple. We okay. did last August, we did this big outreach. And yep. we met this couple and, and it's Andy and Jackie. And, and so we met them and they gave their life to Jesus that day at the outreach. They have uh, And so prior to that, they were just like regular folks, yeah. but they just showed up. They just they got, showed up. They got a flyer or something. No, they like, no. They walked, they walked by and saw this big event happen in church and said, what's this? What's I'm this gonna all check about? It out. I'm curious. So they get there and they're having fun. Then we gave them a message and they gave their life to Jesus. We talked to them. Then I took them out That's to Wendy's. So, yes. so, so you talked to them and I said, talked hey, this to them. is what's possible. And then this is the important part too. I followed up with them. Okay. So I, I took them out to Wendy's. I, I took them out to eat. I talked with them. They were living in sin at the time. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, it's gradual steps and processes. We're human beings. But they we said were kind of born into it. They said, look, I, we know we're not living right. But all we know is we feel we God's telling us that we need to start doing what he wants us to do and living for him. I understand. And so we started training. You know what? They have never missed an outreach since. They've served at every single outreach. They have never missed church. They have never missed Bible study. They've been serving every... And, and we uh, we did a, a surprise. We, we He surprised his wife by while I was preaching. And after I was preaching, he said, Pastor Sean, I want to propose. And so no we, we, we called her up. His uh, Jackie would say, hey, Jackie, we want to bring you up here. We want to pray for you. But before we pray for you, we got a question we want to know. But I'm, I'm not going to ask it. And Andy snuck right behind her and said, I'm going to let Andy ask it. And he right. proposed on stage. And, and they just got married last weekend. And Wow. And, 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 and their lives are changing. They're following Jesus. They're, they're going to Bible study. The things I'm talking to him yesterday, he's like, Pastor Sean, our life is so amazing. It's been so much blessed. Thank you so much you poured in. And that's what outreach is all about. That is what outreach Mic is Mic drop. Wow. Yes. So, so, so this is a couple that a year ago came by. They were in the neighborhood. They came to your outreach program. They heard the word. They got connected to the word. Yes. And they started... They started believing, they started serving, and now, fast forward, they're living a life of God. Yes. They're engaged. They're no, starting to They're family. married now. They're married now. They're married oh, now. Excuse me. Okay, they're married That's now. fast forward. <laughs> I mean. And that's just one example. That's just one example. Like, I'm just, I'm moved right now by who you are as a person and who you are for people mm. and who you are for the community. Thank you, brother. No, no, thank like, you. I thank, mean, I love what you're doing. The you. show, the show is awesome. Uh, you, you know, I, I. What do you want people? What do you want people to hear right now? You know, parting words, like God loves is, you. God does love you. God sure. loves you. Um, and, and no matter what you're going through, no matter what situation's going on in your life, trust that He's got you, and He's never going to leave you. He's never forsake you. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing like a relationship with Jesus. Nothing will ever compare to having a, a a saving, saving relationship with Jesus and just walking with them. My life first is Matthew 6, 33. Put the kingdom of heaven first 
and the rest will be given to you. Basically, to sum it all up, if you put God first in your life, everything else, the things that you stress about, the worries of the world, everything, your marriage, your, your mortgage, your job, bills, he'll take care of you. Everything else will follow, but you just got to put him first. And, and that's why I want to encourage people to, to put God first in their life and everything will change. Amen to that. Everything. Amen to that. Amen. Folks, here's the bottom line is, you know, being a sinner and doing doing wrong is kind of a prerequisite. Yeah. We're human beings were born into it. Here's the golden gift. We're all like that. Yes. We're all like that. Yes. So you're not any worse than anybody else. I want you to take away from this. You are loved. Jesus loves you. Your responsibility is to go love your neighbor and love your family and help them rise up. You've been listening to Rise Up Radio. I'm your host, James Carmody. Go out there and make a difference. And remember to rise up 